We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are two years, 10 months, and 21 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned, who is already looking up at the ceiling in disgust when I quote that statistic. How are you, Ned? <laughs> I'm fine. Hey, I'm first today. That's really made me happy. Yeah. <laughs> he cool. always says he doesn't like to go first, so I always go with Bruce. Bruce, how are you? Healthy and alive, yeah. Fantastic. Where do you guys want to start today? You want to start with uh, chat G GPT, GT, whatever, GTX, whatever it's called. Is that, is that a nice car, is it, or what? You would think so, yeah. We, we can start. Yeah, it's probably going to put the car dealers out of business. Uh, but we can talk about that. Uh, we can talk about the big talk today. Of course, those that are listening to us, well, this will have been a, a couple of days into the news cycle. But the big talk today at time of recording is the uh, the Chinese balloon that's currently drifting over the, <laughs> the U.S. that's gone over all of our nuclear sites and a lot of our military installations. But hey, it's a complicated situation and it's still there. We haven't shot it down yet, which is fascinating to me. And I understand that you've got some stuff. So uh, where do you want to start? I don't know, really. Um, uh, let's see. I don't know. You got some UK stuff, some Scotland stuff. I'd like to put a warning out there to anybody that's any British UK listeners. Let's start with um, that. Has anybody heard of a, a, a chap called Richard Tice? Richard the Reform Tice. Party. Richard Tice. He's the head of the Reform Party UK. Funnily enough, that came into being in 2019. Now, I'm not a fan of Nigel Farage because he's, like I was saying before, because this is another political grab. It's like Nigel Farage found a gap. He might have found the right gap, but he just wanted to play the game, have his bit of time on the media. And then when it came in for taking the reins and moving his party forward, he dropped out. Just like a good public school boy, he bottled it. And this Richard Tice, he's got the reform party. One of his first statements was, which totally blew him in the wrong direction to me, was, and he was talking about Andrew Bridgeton. And he went, no, I think Andrew, referring to Andrew Bridgeton, has frankly got it wrong with his approach to the vaccines. Uh-huh. I think I have that clip if you'd like for me to play it. <laughs> would you would, wouldn't you, Johnny? I would. Yeah, yes. put him on there. Put him on yeah, there. Yeah. He's such a total Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Two words and a question mark. Andrew Bridgen? No. Apart from Andrew Bridgen. All right. Okay, but but why would you not want him? No, no. I think the point is that uh we we it says it's about people agreeing with our things. I think Andrew uh, has frankly uh, got it wrong with regard to his approach to vaccines. We don't support uh, stopping the mRNA vaccine uh, issue. We don't support stopping the mRNA vaccine. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's supposed to be for reform. He talks about the whole political system being broken and that he falls at the first hurdle, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so he's pretty much as, done now. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, and this comes from one of the unvaccinated, by the way, guys, the ones who got it right. So listen in. And he is a total idiot. Uh, he's he's unrepentant. He really is. He's just placing himself on the fence, waiting to see which way the wind goes. And he just well, wants to it. pick up the reins and get a bit of notoriety. Yeah, yeah. Richard Tice, right? So that's the well, that, yeah. that's his statement today. Okay? That, that's his statement yeah. today. Let's go back to December of 2021 and see what he was saying then, shall we? 
What was he saying yeah, then it? about all of the, uh, you know, the jabs and the um, the vaccine passports and the masks and everything else? Let's see how far he's drifted since then. Across the nation, people are erupting with fury at what this prime minister is doing to our country. I will not use a vaccine passport. The evidence is clear. They don't work. Just look at Germany. I will not use a mask. The evidence is clear. They don't work. Just look at Germany. Civil servants should not work from home. The evidence is clear. Their productivity has collapsed. This Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, is damaging our children. He's damaging our young people. He's damaging the economy. He's destroying jobs. And he's embarrassing our great country, our incredible nation, on the world stage. I believe Tory MPs should do their patriotic duty and remove him. But yet, mRNA jabs are not a problem. And he's just said he's killing the children. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. It's That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no, incredible. No, I mean, you cannot, you cannot sidestep the dead and the dying. And that's what he's done. And he wants to get. So he sees his only way to get in political power is to sit on the fence. Nobody needs to listen to him. He's He is just another puppet for what's coming. So I'd rather say it before he actually got anywhere because I'm sick and tired of it. I mean, you just don't need to jam up with another idiot. And sorry, Richard Tice. And, you know, he's, 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 his actual deputy, funny enough, what's the word for... Talking a load of, is it BS? Bull? Well, well, in the UK, you guys say bollocks, don't you? Or, or something like that. Yeah, but in America, you yeah. say bull, don't you? Oh, BS, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, his, it, well, his, it, well his, 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 his deputy is called Dr. Bull, funny enough. And he actually is a medical doctor. And he has a history of being a medical doctor, although he has been a very, he's had a lot of media uh, history. How can you have a doctor siding with somebody who says the vaccine's all right? I mean, it's just it's just a really bad setup. It sounds like he's just spouting what he's been told now. He's to get into a position because we've got a lot of vacancy in in our parliament, like you have in your country. But it's just political vacancies, and there's there's everywhere, and they're looking to replace the people now. They're looking for new heads. It's like Jacinda's gone. They're looking to put somebody in there. Yeah, and Biden's well, Biden's on his way out. Hey, oh, yeah, he's they, done. They're going to want somebody he, in there. He's done. Ardern, her replacement's already in. Uh, I don't know if you did, you... did you hear what his first statement was? He says uh, about uh, jabs. He says, look, we're going to have to just... We're going to have to hunt people down. We're going to have to get them jabbed. That's what we're going to have to do. This is before he was even sworn in. Oh, marvelous. Oh, yeah. So he's a people yeah, yeah. person. Oh, yeah, he's a real people... Man of the people. Yeah, sure. Let me see if I can go back <laughs> and uh, and find him. But, uh, yeah, that was, um, that was that. But he's taken her spot. And Ardern... I, honestly, I... She's not going to just disappear. Do you know who she's probably going to end up going to work for? She's probably going to end up going to work for BlackRock because they were touting her. Do you remember she was the brand ambassador? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Well, she spent more time going in that yeah. front office and then yeah. And when they finally get rid of Freeland in uh, in Canada, I think that they're going to take her on as a more uh, a more leading role at the World Economic Forum. Just my opinion. I thought you were going to use that wonderful word that moron. Oh, she yeah, she's a moron. Yeah. <laughs> moron. <laughs> Joe Scarborough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let me see if I could find uh, Ardern's replacement there. You're going to love this guy. Yeah, this is him right here. Again, this is before he was even sworn in. He's since been sworn in. I think early next year we'll be in the phase of chasing up people who haven't come forward to get their vaccination or have missed their bookings and so on. So uh, everyone will be able to get a vaccine between now and the end of the year. Uh, but of course, you know, and I want every New Zealander to come forward, but human behaviour suggests that there will be some people that we have to actually really go out and look for, uh, and, and some of that may spill into next year. But our commitment is everyone will have the opportunity to get the vaccine by the end of the year. Uh, Everyone will, uh, but I can't say that you know that we're not going to have some hesitant people or some people who just haven't come forward that we don't have to go out and find next year. Hang on, everybody will have. Did he say choice? No, there did was I no choice in there. No, he said oh, it, no it doesn't matter because everyone will have one by next year. Well, I personally, I personally, I personally hope that he gets invited to um, a Maori hanging. That's a nice meal time, and uh, he gets um, a few hot coals put around him. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Kiwis do know how to throw a barbecue, don't they? They do know how to throw a barbecue, don't they? I have an exclusive study here, Ned. You you like studies. You like research. You like studies. As long as it's a decent one. This is a good one. This is a really good one. This is an exclusive out of the Daily Fail. You're going to love this. I cannot resist. The Daily Mail out of the UK. They say that... Yeah, there's an actual study that's been done. It says that unattractive people are more likely to keep wearing face masks in the post-COVID era. Yeah, and? <laughs> what, what do you mean, yeah, and? You can still spot these people from a mile away. Attractive people are less likely to keep wearing face masks in a post-COVID era, a study suggests, meaning that the unattractive people would be more likely to wear them. Researchers conducted three questionnaires asking people about self-perceived attractiveness and mask-wearing intentions in various scenarios. This goes along with what... Um, you, who's that guy? Who's that Harvard guy that we have in the administration? Uh, the vaccines are uh, Dr. Zha or whatever his name is, uh, where he said that, look, vaccines, they make us all more. Or, no, it's not Zha. It's the other guy. He says vaccines make us all more attractive, don't they? Yeah. So they made it actually a part of your um, your online dating profiles, didn't they? I, I think you even covered oh, so that. Bruce. This is why the nightclubs had more people in them over COVID. Oh, did they, they now? Because they saw it as their chance to get dating oh, that's right. with that's a mask right. on. Yeah, you got yeah. it. You got it. Yeah. So, and that's when they didn't blame it on myocarditis when the ugly buggers took the mask off later on and somebody had a heart attack when they'd mm-hmm. realized what they'd taken home. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I actually, I, 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 saw, I, I saw a headline from the BBC over the weekend. They said that breathing uh, can cause a heart attack. So you might want to be careful with that. <laughs> it's getting more comical as days go on. Uh, so you've got to be ugly to wear a face mask. Oh, dear God. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. I was born ugly, so it doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm wondering, first of all, what are they defining as attractive and ugly? Whether you wear a face it, mask or not. Well, because they if go that's on. your only standard is <laughs> is whether you're wearing a face mask or not, I kind of agree. Like if you're wearing a face mask, you're already of someone that I'm not interested in interacting with. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, socially, yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So it, you, it's yeah, like they, that. They, I see somebody they, with a mask. Form, I saw like three people today. Yeah, I saw like three people. It, it is an anti-social life. It, in my opinion, it is because it like is. what? You got something to hide? What, what's the problem? But Well, they're uh, either I, projecting that they need a mask because you're a horrible person yourself and you'd be full that's of right. That's right. They don't want it from you. Yeah. So yeah, it's a totally anti-social piece of equipment. Yeah. I and I, I love the people that, that are at the gym that wear the N95 mask and they wear it over to where they work out. And then they take it off and then they huff and puff on like the treadmill or the cross trainer. And then they put it back on. <laughs> they get off. I love that. It's I, hilarious. I'll tell you what, talk, talking about fitness and everything, there's something really bad. I mean, every day, one of the worst things I do. Yeah. Yeah. I know the mortality rates going up is becoming the way of life. People are dropping dead everywhere. But um, there was um, a chap, I ain't going to say his name, a chap in the, he, an ambulance paramedic chap. I mean, he used to run kilometers kilometers he'd do up to 20 now he had what they called long covid he got vaccinated and had long covid right he cannot do any of that so you've got somebody that helps pete saves people's lives and you've totally knackered up how bad can it get before people actually realize that someone's got to pay for this well ned i think it starts with recognizing that there's an actual problem to begin with and i will get to that in a second but before i do that it is getting crazy it's, it's getting more crazy and you've got the the media that's still running interference or at least they're trying to and even their own staff their own anchors uh, are saying that these things are a problem but they're not admitting what they're actually a result from they're passing it off as something else case in point listen to this this is an anchor this is I don't even want to begin to pronounce her last name, but her her name's Yasmin, uh, yeah, Yasmin v- Sagan or whatever from, MS- just call from MSNBC. Yeah, that's the best I'm going to be able to do with it. She's a host on MSNBC. This is the same network that's you know gave you the terms last week that we talked about. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's been fully vaxxed, right? And this is her story. Well, I have been dealing with a little bit of a health scare. On December 20th, I began to feel chest pains and they waxed and waned over a period of 10 days. I wasn't quite sure uh, what to make of it, but as they continued to get worse, I started to think something was actually wrong. Um, it was December 30th when I finally went to an urgent care and was told I had reflux. I didn't really buy it, but I was relieved it wasn't my heart. Uh, my body, though, was pretty certain uh, not to believe uh, the reflux. The next day, on December 30th, I woke up with severe pains, both in my chest and in my left shoulder, and it was like a tightening in my chest when I took deep breaths. That got worse when I was laying flat. 
I knew enough at that moment to understand that it could mean could is the key word here that I was having a heart attack, especially because it was happening in the left part of my shoulder. I want to remind you, I run seven miles three to four times a week, or I did. Um, I do yoga. I don't eat meat. I don't smoke. I drink occasionally. Not right now, though, because my doctor tells me I can't. Aside from probably not getting enough sleep and working too much, I'm a pretty healthy person. But on that day, I was anything but. My husband drove me to the emergency room, and from there, the nightmare that has been my January began. I was diagnosed with pericarditis, inflammation of the lining of my heart, brought on by a virus, a literal common cold. I also had fluid around my heart that had to be drained or else it could hinder the beating of my heart. I was hospitalized for four nights and transferred from a local hospital to NYU Langone here in New York City. On January 4th, I was finally discharged after doctors drained the fluid around my heart and I bounced out of the hospital. I couldn't get out of there fast enough with the hopes I was on the mend, but that was not the end. Three days later, I was readmitted when I felt a flutter in my heart, like a butterfly. It was inside my chest. They determined I had developed myocarditis, inflammation of the actual heart now, the heart muscle. I remember being shepherded through the emergency room and wondering, is this it? It wasn't, thank God. Instead, I spent five more days in the hospital where they ran a battery of tests, adjusted my meds, and made sure nothing else was... All from the common cold. So she got vaccinated... And she won't connect but connect it all, and otherwise she won't be sitting there be able to tell this lie. Correct. That's the problem. Is and, it, and the thing is, if she has any more medical problems, if she don't tell a lie, nobody's going to pick the tab up. Yeah. And again, that, that goes back to my uh, to my point, is you, you don't even have the most basic dots being connected here. Like it's just it's just not happening. It's like the connections are not being Does made. It, doesn't she realize that she's not going to probably live for another decade? I don't think so. Like that, that has not even that part right there. I think that would be a, a realization at an end point. They're not even able to connect the first dot is my point. But she's she's just sat there. Ugh, I'm sorry, I, I don't get it. I mean, personally, yeah, common sense jumped out her left ear roll as well and just ran out, ran out. Simple as that. So, yeah, um, I don't know. There's, t there's too much going on. I really wanted to, um, and I will dig into a bit of this, because I want to have a go at those climate jokers because they're doing my head in as well. Yeah, it's just stop oil. Um, are they uh, back? Extinction Rebellion, are they, are they back? <laughs> Insulate Britain? No, no, are they no, sitting no, down in front of traffic the somewhere? They're all quiet for the moment because Why? basically they're, they run wait, out of they're money? waiting for the next move. No, they've realized that those clowns aren't going to achieve anything. You mean so smashing petrol to... pumps and throwing throwing paint all yeah. over an Aston Martin dealership is not they, cut. They, they, they've got to rejig this where they get, they've tried, how many faces have they tried on the climate thing? They've got about everybody, like you say, everybody out of Hollywood, everybody out of wherever. They've got them on the vaccines, the climate things. Yeah. But yeah. what people have got to understand is... I mean, uh, over over the last couple of years, we've gone into the historical side of all the petrochemical companies, of how they created the lies about, even, you know, how petrol, how the petrochemical industry caused a lot of problems, how even the um, pesticides and whatever else that came out from ammonia creation, which was really good. But everything started with good intentions and got manipulated by man. And this is how. And it, it started so long ago and we've been so good at it and it's all been done for money. And people have got to understand that this climate change is no different. I think it was first and only created in, I think, around about the 60s when I was a lot younger to actually get some form of control on the energy sector. And that is when they started to get mobile on this and they tried all manner of things. I might be wrong, but looking into it and looking into the history of it, I mean, we had, if you remember the 60s and 70s, it wasn't about um, the earth heating up. It was about global cooling and the frightening of that. And they were frightened and saying, oh, yes, all this coal is putting sulfates into the air and you're going to get um, particulate contamination and it's going to block out the sunlight and it's going to reduce, you know, the heating and it's going to, it's good. You're going to get an ice age. So they tried that and they tried the acid rain and then that failed. And then they eventually come up with the CO2 tool and they've pushed it ever since. And basically, if you look into CO2, it is all to do with your infrared absorption and stuff like that. But once again, this was engineered to get some 
control of the energy sector. And it's all been about money. All it has really done, all they've managed to do with this climate change is totally destroy the success of the working class and the middle classes. Yeah. So that's where you are at this moment now. This tool over the years, if you look into it, and the, we could look into the different ways of the structure of what, what they have managed to achieve. But under this climate agenda, they have forced so many changes on other people. And why I say other people is, so this is your working class and your middle classes. They've managed to reduce their success in a way of life, a social life, where everything's cost so much. But do you really think that the people at the top are going to limit themselves on what they consume? No, they're not, are they? They're just not going to. They're, they're just not going to do it. They're not going to limit themselves. They're, this is their final. This is what people got to understand. This is their final chapter. This is what they think they can achieve. Everything under this umbrella, this climate change. So this is where you've got to break it. This is where you've got to stand up and push back the hardest you've ever done. Because we talked about Sri Lanka and the ASG and the, how they used that to literally pull a whole country down. Yeah, they've got it in your business. You see ESG, what's the point? It's, it's a pointless thing. It's a way of controlling all the, it's manipulating com companies and that's manipulating money. People just stay away from, steer away from it. Stop spending your money so much in uselessly in different directions. Not that you've got that much spare cash anymore because, hang on, your energy bills are much more. Wonder why that is. Look into that. Somebody will be having, um, it's all down to, We've got to achieve the Paris Agreement or what our government has legally made binding or whatever excuse they want to. Remember, you are a voice people. Your water rates are going to go up if you have water rates. That'll be your next thing. You'll have energy. Your water rates will go up. They'll blame that on energy. They'll blame that on climate change. They'll blame it on every everything else. Your food, climate change. Your way of life, climate change. Shutting you down from traveling, climate change. Climate change is the biggest load of bs out there it is climate change basically put in there how do they tell you about climate change they say the world is heating up we're going to get cataclysmic weathers we're going to have massive problems now if you if you if you went to speak to a scientist about this and there are people out there most of them will tell you that actually not climate change but the anthropomorphic side of it which means man's effect on it is bunk the climate will change. The climate is always changing. It's just a way of wording. It's a media thing. And scientists nowadays, because they want funding and who they get the funding from to do whatever, they are will avoid debate. They will avoid, just like in COVID, they avoided debate because they don't want the truth out there. All right? That means they're funding. There are a few people up there that have been in this science for a long, long time. Now, your man-made algorithms that come out the computers, what you get out is an answer of what you've put in. Now, if you if you look at CO2, it has a negligible, negligible effect. It has a very minor effect. If they were to add everything into this, and one of the ma major things that none of their programs can handle and everything is stuff like water vapor, cyclonic effects of all the hydro effects around the world. They cannot even map it to the degree it needs mapping at the higher levels in the clouds and everything yeah all this will be having an infrared side effect whereas your infrared side effect is to your co2 and your greenhouse effects they can't map it they cannot come out with a definitive answer to say that we are having an adverse effect on it or not because the science isn't there the science would debunk it and if right everybody knows what the earth looks like so basically your weather patterns really are generated by your wind movements yeah so if you had you know where the equator is and the tropics either side of it really nice warm band now mm -hmm. you're basically these are at like a vector is like perpendicular to it yeah your weather patterns move around and they say whoa hang on there's a big massive difference between the poles and the tropics and if there's a, a de degree and a half raise in temperature at the tropics it's going to be massive going all the way up no sorry it's been proven if you have a degree and a half movement of temperature at the tropics you might get a degree and a half temperature rise overall across everywhere else which actually might mean the difference between your morning and afternoon the whole set of these cyclonic weather patterns and everything, yes, you might get 
bit more chaotic weather as what we get in, you might get extremes. But they come out with all these weaponized words. That other word, tipping point. Tipping point. A rain bomb. Point. <laughs> a rain bomb. <laughs> it's a rain bomb. What? So a, a thunderstorm? <laughs> the, these words, tipping points. Everything's reaching its tipping point, and we're, we're going too far. We've gone past the tipping point. Bollocks. Tipping points are for a closed system. We live on a biosphere, which is in permanent flux. That means it's ever-changing, ever-adapting to what is going on, right? There's nothing as complicated as Mother Earth, yeah? And that really pisses me off because it is a massive structure. It's in so much movement, so much recalculating and rebalancing all the time, yeah? Our guys just don't have a clue. If the scientists were honest, they would say... We cannot calculate this. We cannot put anything up forward to say that it's going off the rails because no matter what happens on one side, in what hemisphere or whatever, it is always trying to rebalance itself. And that is part of the biosphere and it's ever changing. And this is just a political money spinning, controlling effect. And it's been going on for decades. The 60s, the 70s, 80s, 90s, Every time, every decade, they come out with something different and it's been debunked, yeah? Your rising sea levels, whatever. You might get rising sea levels. The earth is warming up. Things are changing. But these guys are going to wreck the whole system because they do not care. It is just another use to be a resource. The world to them is a resource to be used up. These climate people who are being funded by people who want to use everything up and just make themselves comfortable and that is the truth of it all um somebody mentioned uh methusian does that mean something to you johnny malthusian yes that's what uh yes. paul ehrlich is yeah he's a he was a neo-malthusian along with uh john p holdren and yeah those are would you like to explain to people what a methusian is well, it's based on the ideology of uh, Sir Thomas Malthus, and he mm -hmm. weighed the theory of population growth versus the amount of available resources that could be mm -hmm. extracted for use. And he believed that you needed to balance one against the other. Otherwise, you would have catastrophic events both in the ecology and civilization collapse. Yeah, that's not a bad explanation, actually. I'm mm -hmm. overly impressed. Thank you. No, um, but the thing is, that other word in that really bunging me off lately is this thing about science. We have the science and everything. The scientists are quiet. The scientists have been so manipulated. I remember on your podcast, was it with um, the chap off of the Cutting Through the Matrix and mentioned something like peer review papers? Well, they have changed so much. They have changed so much because, I mean, I used to be at a university for several, several years. And the, the, the changing point was... World War Two, because you didn't have that much peer review papers um, before then. But they used to, uh, if you looked at the papers before then, they used to uh, talk in a very informal manner. And it was more of finding the truth and talking about it. And there was no really assertions of the truth. It was more of a discussion and pointing in a direction. Whereas after the Second World War, and further on, the universities, like most things that we I talked about the other week about the RNHS, and they got buried in um, the bureaucracy and the administration. This is what is what happens to universities and everything like that. If people write with a paper, when a paper is written, what it used to be, it never used to be kicked out unless there was something radically mathematically um, wrong with it or there was a lack of imagination, they'd say. Yeah. So, but now it has to follow the political view. Otherwise, they're worried about they won't get the funding. So, basically, what is the point? If you're a scientist and you believe in something and you want to find out about how it is, how it was caused, how it's going to affect things in the future, and yet you will follow a political point of view just to get funding about something that you can't actually talk about. That's ridiculous, is it not? 
It is, and uh, I just so happen to have a clip that follows along with uh, this this point, and I was trying to figure out how I could work it in sometime this week, but you unknowingly just did that for me, and I appreciate that. This is a gentleman by the name of Alan Savaroy, and he's explaining how science is replaced by scientism, and he's talking about peer-reviewed papers and explaining the difference between science and academia and why we have to break free from this peer-reviewed stuff like you're talking about as in like you know what yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah we, we got it we got to stop this we got to stop this it's total fast now what is science people talk glibly about science what is science people coming out of a university with a master's degree or a phd you take them into the field and they they literally don't believe anything unless this is a peer-reviewed paper it's the only thing they accept and you say to them but Let's observe, let's think, let's discuss. They don't do it. It's just, is it in a peer-reviewed paper or not? <laughs> That's their view of science. I think it's pathetic. It's gone into universities as bright young people. They come out of them brain dead, not even knowing what science means. They think it means peer-reviewed papers, etc. No, that's academia. And if a paper is peer-reviewed, it means everybody thought the same, therefore they approved it. An unintended consequence is that when new knowledge emerges, new scientific insights, they can never, ever be peer-reviewed. So we're blocking all new advances in science that are big advances. If you look at the breakthroughs in science, almost always they don't come from the center of that profession. They come from the fringe. People see it differently. The finest candle makers in the world couldn't even think of electric lights. They don't come from within. They often come from outside the brakes. We're going to kill ourselves because of stupidity. Man's not wrong. It's, it's totally correct. He's totally correct. The actual scientists are actually shoving their own ideas so that they could do the, they could spend their time feeling good within themselves that they might have been right, but that information will never get out there, and they're quite happy just to continue down that dumb road. That is just ridiculous. I mean, sorry, you have to be. It, it comes down to you. This affects education. This affects everything. The whole COVID thing was based on rapid peer-reviewed papers. As far as like the testing and, and the vaccine and everything, it was, it was all in the lockdowns. It was in the masking. It was all based on rapidly produced peer-reviewed papers. And yeah, it was all which, wrong. Which was which was basically, yeah. I remember somebody who got 20 or 30 scientists together and put out and just to debunk the fact that the... Um, virus could never have come out from a lab could never have been created um, and it must have been the bat even though they knew differently as long as they could get so many signatures they could push it and yeah peer review papers the p stands for political and that's it end of day it is the consensus that that other what does consensus begin with Con. I was yeah. I was going to say C, and then you know C forty cities. Oh yeah, that's that's no, going to be talked about con. this week. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, that's a con too. Con. That's a con too, yeah. and it's run by a guy named Con. Yeah, where, you see, it, you see how this works. Yeah, that's a double con. Yeah, <laughs> but simple. It is consensus, expert opinion, nothing without proof. Expert opinion means nada. Unless there is proof, and no matter what happens, especially those poor people in New Zealand after hearing that, if there's no proof, don't take it. As if the it's cow and so the sheep wrong. burps weren't bad enough, then you've got to hear that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he actually, I, I don't know, I, he, I wanted to say something about him. They stood somebody up there, I mean... I can't remember seeing him before. Well, he's just in there de facto. I mean, it's as far as I know, I mean, he represents the Labour Party, which was Ardern's party, but uh, they stand to pretty much lose a majority. So he'll he'll become a lame duck minority in no time. I so. just can't even yeah, remember seeing him before. It's just like he was just Yeah, he's just there. out like, of nowhere. There you yeah. go. But no, you can't tell the people what they're going to do. Your range is gone. You're going to have to stop it. People have to, I mean, this 15-minute city and everything like that and where they're putting all the stuff up and people are giving it, no, fine. They're just going to have to keep it, keep doing it. And But it's just, it's the chaotic cycle. It's it's like they are using it 
to just break your societies down so there's just going to be more casualties. There's just going to be a bigger pile of bodies at the end of it. And then they're just going to... But like I say, you, you, your working class, your middle classes, all this is done, all, all of this is done, whether it's COVID, climate, whatever the agenda is, it's broken those classes and, tell, and it's still telling you what you're allowed to have, what you can eat, where you can go, and yet it's limitless for the people who are telling you. They will not limit themselves on anything. And they will speak out of hypocrisy. And they're laughing at you. Going over to Davos, how many planes were there? Private jets? Uh, 2,000. 2,000. 2,000 private jets. That, yeah. that will not make a difference because they know that the CO2 thing is a load of rubbish. Of course they do. Of course they do. And they know the jab thing's a load of rubbish too because all of those people for all of those jets are specifically requiring <laughs> unvaccinated pilots. Yeah, unvaccinated. And so is that so they can actually shout at the pilot and say it's your fault that everybody's dying because you're unvaccinated? I, I guess so. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I suppose so. And But that just proves that they're not even drinking their own Kool-Aid. Wouldn't that be sweet though if there was 2,000 unvaccinated pilots doing a nosedive at the same time? I always tell Bruce whenever the Davos meeting happens, I say, I don't call that a meeting. I call that a target-rich environment. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. But this climate thing is it, it, just a joke. We create it. We create it by allowing it, by allowing these, yeah. these people to just run wild with it. But that's the thing, though, is they just they don't care. It doesn't matter. You, you can go and you can shout facts and, and things from the rooftop, and it doesn't matter because they don't care. They're just going to go ahead with it anyway. I'll tell you what, people. I mean, I was, I was saying it. Uh, I, I said it earlier on. If there's any interested people out there that actually want to listen to somebody that has been around for a very long time and has been through all these climate situations, has even been involved in the um, initial writing of the UN papers where there was like a thousand pages of which unreadable bunk with about 20 pages of telling what people they should do about the summary of what you should do. And that is typical UN crap. I'm not sure what you just said. So it sounds like it's from the UN. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. But um, his, his name is Dr. Richard Linzen. That's L-I-N-D-Z-E-N. He is very informative very well spoken, and he won't generally spout too much scientific gobbledygook. He will put it across if you can find some of his talks. And I mean, he's even done um, um, a few interviews and a very interesting chap. And he will actually make it quite clear to you and give you at least a few pointers for you to go out and look for yourself. And believe it or not, once you start looking, you will start to question things. And that's what you got to do. You got to look and you got to question everything. And that is all I can say every every week. Question everything. That's simple how, how it is. I mean, I could go with loads of it. It made me think. Of, it, it, I mean, I, I I looked into the chap. He's very interesting, and I am still looking into some of the. Um, he's been around so long. Uh, some of the stuff that's been going on out there, and I might even bore everybody to death and do a climate update every now and then. And the rubbish as as it comes out what i'd like to do is what we hear and what we see um if uh they they spout something if all they can say is just the experts say and this and that i mean i haven't heard anything from um what's that lovely person's name that got arrested by the german police you know um, oh greta thunberg yeah 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Her, she's, she's staged she's arrest yeah and she's, yeah, she's, she, she's yeah. On holiday yeah, well, she must yeah, they rewarded with a holiday somewhere or something. That's what it was. Yeah, she got paid her or however many millions of euros or pounds or dollars or maybe a mixture of all of it and some Bitcoin and some some gold yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And they said, "We'll call you when we need you for the next thing." Yeah. It's like she um, just pops up whenever there's a gig somewhere, and then you know they'll they'll shuttle her off somewhere. People, this is what people got to understand that everybody's coming out like a celebrity puppet and just they're parking in there, say this, say whatever. You're not getting any debate on this and it's as simple as that that's because uh, you got from, you got screaming hysterics like al gore hopping around and, and guys like bill gates and, and the rest of these these morons that He's say going since 90s he has but every time you you see any of these political pundits that come out or any of these water carriers or whatever they always scream about how we we've got less than 10 years left to live and and all like according to al gore 
the polar ice caps should have been melted by 2012 and we were all going to be burnt to a crisp by now uh, because the oceans were boiling. About, and, right, you but, talk about the polar ice caps. One of the simple things about it, right, there, there was a um, uh, uh, Serbian scientist back in the 30s and 40s, yeah, and he actually came out with a very interesting point of view because he used to be look into it very uh, in, into um, the ice melt and stuff even back then. And he, and he said, look, basically, when you get intense like solar winds and things like that and obviously the because we're on a tilt anyway the actual way the earth is you the actual atmospheric effect of that alone is hundreds of times compared to co2 per square meter yeah so if you have an intense time where your snows are melting on the ice caps yeah you will get reduced ice growth or lessened but if you don't get that intensity, you'll get build up of snow and build up of ice. So he says you have an ever-changing pattern, but it's a variable variable pattern. And that is the way it is because there are so many variables within the solar system itself. It's just not uh, an internal network as much as the biosphere is trying to adjust. You have a lot of external influences and the sun is one of them. And there's so many variables here. It's not just point the finger at... Um, anthropomorphically as they put it man to be the cause of everything yeah we yeah we are bound to have an effect on everything but it is up to us to live with not to just keep finding an excuse to <laughs> make money yeah i mean money's is... become a joke money has become a joke in the last few years yeah it's just this is like we've circled right back to the the initial thing that we talked about here, which was the the you know the universities and the peer review thing. Whenever you have these pundits that come out and, and they start screaming about these things that you're talking about, how they're pointing the finger, you know, anthropomorphic. Uh, I'll get that word right. Anthropomorphically, like a right? Brit of you, yeah, 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 yeah. You will. <laughs> they always come out and say the same thing. They say the science is settled. The science is settled. The scientists all agree, yeah. and and that's it. And, science and it's just, never settles. I understand that. You understand that. I understand that. The the thinking person understands that. But they're targeting these uh, dumbed down little woke snowflake SJW. <laughs> I'm using all those words. <laughs> and like that, that's they're, they're targeting the the ones that they've got their spokespeople for like Thunberg and and, and these these types out or, uh, you know yeah. out there for. That's what they're after is they're after the ones that are uh, and Bruce has talked about it before, the ones that are emotionally driven and they don't have a brain to think with. There's no logic or critical thinking that goes on there. Oh, yeah. If people want to go back to the original screamers and shouters of the idea of this, I mean, along the way, there was a, a chap called Mr. Cook who, who put, put a load of papers together in a book together, which was a load of bollocks in itself that a lot of people use but before that if you went even further back you've got two of the original people were um uh senator mccain was it mccain senator mccain and lieberman i think they oh, were some of the God. early days joe lieberman and john yeah. mccain yeah yeah, yeah yeah they were some really early movers on this and then you obviously had and you still have got your al gore who basically it's making a lot of money out of this and he funds a hell of a lot of it he, he, he just funds the mouthpieces out there and he is just oh he's just an incredibly stupid man he just it just they put him up there if you wanted somebody to actually further your point of view you'd have somebody that could actually talk about it on a scientific level but al gore cannot do that and never has never been able to do that he just shouts he just actually shouts and screams and it just makes a whole parody of it all it just he is a just one big negative. Is is is. But that's just, what they need, though. They need the reactive, screaming hysteric, making it look like they, it's just it's an act. We all know that, but it, it, they need the the facade to show that it's you know. It, but it's the a, cult, it's a don't they understand? Crisis. The cult of Al Gore has got one member himself, and that's who he cares about. And just stop oil. They seem to be pretty wound up by the stuff he talks about. Maybe not him specifically, yeah, but, yeah, but, but he doesn't I mean, care about them. Well, there's uh, of course he doesn't care about them, but they're out there tying themselves to the M25 on a gantry, screaming about how the government has to stop oil and gas. Yeah, and there's somebody cutting the gantry down at either yeah. end. Yeah, <laughs> just watch it with a diesel generator using the power tools. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just oh no, the they've got to wise up. The climate people have got to wise up. Just look into where you get your funding from. Look where it all comes from originally, and just oh, I don't know, I don't know. Without without actually popping a fuse and 
saying a few blue words. I it just, it just words just fail me sometimes on that that point of view. But people have got to understand the biosphere you live in. Yeah can really flip flop and change things to try and rebalance and it does do that on a minute by minute basis you've got to learn to have a little bit more faith in it and don't aggravate a system that is trying its best to make everything livable because that's what we're doing our climate people our corporations are causing the problem and that is all they're doing it is i don't know wake up that's my piece on climate it's there's there's a lot there's so much to look into it the history of it and without i've bored bored people enough with it today because it is a historical thing but this is the fight now the climate agenda is their last throw at everything and the 15 minute cities what you've got to lose the 15 minute cities revolves around it yeah yeah everything is going to come under the climate agenda right yeah okay if you got it wrong and you got vaccinated um yeah i'm i'm sorry for you guys yeah there are so many reasons why you did it for whatever coercion or whether you thought it was right it doesn't really matter you're in that position now to them they think they're going to keep pushing that just forget that say no to that it's a bad move i've done it once i'm not doing it again and you (laughs) the human the human physiology is an amazing thing a lot of you might come out of this at the end of it and just be thankful for it but now is the time where you guys have got to say, okay, I've had enough. The same people are pushing something else and they're pushing this climate shit. Now, I think if you got vaccinated, you owe it to the rest of the world that are alive, including yourself, to actually fight this, actually wake up, you know, because this is, this is their final throw of the dice and it's all climate, all climate, 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 nothing else. Oh, that's the one thing that made me, sorry, totally going off on a tangent. Last Friday, you put something up about that horrible bogeyman Gates and the Chinese. Um, yeah, I, to do I did. Yeah, aerosols. I just, yeah, yeah. I, yes, about aerosols. And I, before you do that, I would just like to let you know that he was at the Australian Open when Novak Djokovic won it. He was in the stands. Oh, what the unvaxxed? The unvaxxed. Yeah, the unvaxxed. Yeah, the you know the one that yeah. got deported last year and wasn't allowed to compete <laughs> in it. He went yeah, back yeah. this year well, and said, "The every, hell with all of you." Everybody was struggling. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 and nobody made it. I just like you to 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 see the. Is uh, that the unvaxed cup now? Is it? Yeah, that would be the one. Yeah, this is the world's health expert. I just like for you to to see the person that knows better than you about your health here. Now, it, I don't know. I was just looking at his badge, see if it's a white one with a blue stripe or something like that. So you can that what well, is it is, but it's an Australian Open <laughs> uh, twenty three is what. It, this is Bill Gates at the. Uh, uh, at the Australian Open, boy, he's he's not doing anything to help that gut, is he? Well, I've got one on my own, but it's um, I'm a bit healthier than him. I was yeah, up but... chopping trees down. I was up chopping trees down the other day. He probably hasn't done anything like that for nothing. I don't think he's done much of anything other. How than... old is he now? Uh, Bruce Howells, Bill Gates. I don't actually know. I don't know. Well, what Bill Gates is. He was born in 1955. Yeah, so he's um just a couple of years older than me. He's five years older than me. Yeah. And he looks like he's a couple of decades older than you. Bless his heart. At, at that age, my grandfather was still working at um, the county, laying blacktop, working on diesel trucks. Um, oh, you mean actually working a know, job? Actually working a, draw, a job, <laughs> driving heavy equipment and that that sort of thing. Yeah. You mean yeah, he was an actual he probably hasn't done a, he, he probably <laughs> hasn't done a day's graft in his life. I'll tell you what, there's nothing better than waiting for a good cold week. Oh, God, I wished, I wished on it, and it did happen, and it got down to minus six, so I knew my apple tree had gotten asleep, and it has been getting far too big. It, is, it was getting bigger than the street lamp, if you know what I mean. It was getting really, 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 really big, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And so I just got up there and topped it down to where it was a few years ago, and it was a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, anyway, back on to uh, uh, Mr. Gates Sorry. here. That's about uh, his inhalable <laughs> vaccine there, which, by the way, interestingly oh, enough, yes. uh, interestingly enough, I don't know if this is what you're going to mention or not, because we don't actually go into detail about what we're going to talk about too much. We just kind of go on the surface. But before he gave that speech, he happened to dump all of his investments in vaccines and he oh, reallocated amazing. them to inhalables. Mm. Mm. Now, biggest problem with this is, yeah. I, I just, I had to, I listened over, I, I, there's some, it, something got in my subconscious again. What is it about the podcast? And I went through it and I got it and I got interrupted. So I had to listen to it again and I went, bang on, Mr. Gates, what are you backing now? Uh, and it was the way he spoke about it that really annoyed me 
was basically we can block something, yeah? If you're going to take an aerosol, we have more viral receptors than children. Children don't have them as much as us because... And that's what helps them and their systems to really have a good boot. As you get older, you've got more viral receptors. Now, viruses are obviously affect the respiratory system. Now, if they're going to create an aerosol that has a numbing effect to null something so they can get something past it, that is exactly how I would do it. And if it's going to be able to block something. Now, if you can block something and get something in, what better way to do it? I mean, call it conspiracy theories, call it a scientific possibility, call it, I just don't like the bloke, or I understand the bloke, call it whatever you wish. He is a nasty piece of work. I like he, the first one. I don't like, the, yeah, I just don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like him. There's nothing nice about him. The pure, horrible honesty of that bloke just makes him twisted where he will actually sit there and voice about pandemic is coming. Oh, there's going to be a second one. Oh, there's this, there's whatever. He wants to be that sort of, what do they call it? Um, in the the Greek mythologies and stuff like that, is somebody who foresees something, not just a seer or something like that. That's what he's trying to put himself up as. Yeah, an oracle yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The, the yeah. oracle gates. Oh, those oracles, yeah. No, no. Sorry, the you're the little yeah. shit that you're the little shit that uses your foundation with a lot of other people to create the situation, and then go. Didn't I tell you so? Yeah, and by the way, you've got no money, and I've got it all already. And yeah, and I gave you. Oh, your life's a lot worse off. Yes, he is the epitome of what man should not become. He is spiritually blank. He is just nothing. I'm sorry. He can sit there, smile say you are the future you are this you are that but inwardly you are just another tool for him to move around the chessboard and the end result is he's going to get richer because no matter when he stands up where it is you will hear him say at one point or another we can make a lot of money out of this we can do this and if you listen to him long enough it will be at the expense of other people and that is how he works and that is how he's got rich and that is how he's managed to move covid has funded him for a hundred lives or more or whatever agenda he wants to play out before he actually falls over and dies yeah either way it's not going to be nice and there's there's a big ticket for every dollar he's made someone suffered and he's got a lot of money he's got a lot of money just think that for every every cent every dollar every penny every pound every ruble every whatever currency you can think of somebody has suffered to get him that Right. And he doesn't care. And then, uh, yeah, and he doesn't care because he wants more. That means rhetorically, not rhetorically, reciprocally, that means more people have got to suffer. More dollars, more suffering. And that is him. That's what he balances his scales with, dollars and suffering. Nothing else. That is Bill Gates. The man has got a very simple agenda. He does not probably like himself or humanity, and he doesn't give a shit. And he will waltz around in the world as if he owns it. In fact, monetary-wise, he probably does. But the soul of the world does not belong to him. He doesn't have one, and he never will have one. Sorry, I hate the men. And I don't hate many people. In fact, I don't hate anybody usually, I, but I, I might start to. I, I don't think you're going to get any bad marks from any of our audience because I don't think they like him either. He doesn't like himself. Well, I think that's pretty much apparent at this point is he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> like himself and he's he's a miserable excuse for a human being. And what he wants to do is project that misery onto the world. They all do. That's what it's all about. Does Klaus Schwab look Thank like a happy you. man to you? No, 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 actually. No, he looks very no. miserable. Yeah. Yeah, he does not. He doesn't. This is this is a person's own um, things happen to yourself. You inwardly feel subconscious no matter what else. I say the guy has no humanity, but somewhere inside there is a spark that's working against him somewhere. And that's what really will kill you in the end. That'll screw you, screw them up one way or another. But the pain that everybody else has to go through before they reach that is just, it's incalculable. I don't know. I was going to actually, um, I had a couple of other silly things to say. Yeah, go on. We're getting close to time though. I did find out um, something funny the other day. I watched something the other day and it made me laugh. It actually made me laugh because... This was how stupid the world has become. And even one of the people that was part of creating this idea said it is about the worst paper they've ever come out with, yeah? 
and it was an insight into the male rape culture. And it was. Um, Does this have to do uh, with a? a uh, does this have to do with the, the trap term that we talked about last week? <laughs> yeah. This was this was, or was about. That a uh, the, I, I can't remember. No, 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 no. Something called the gender base and culture. It's a femini feminist the geography what? journal. Go back. Gender base and culture. Gender base and culture. Okay, I'm with you. All right. Yeah, it's a feminist well, I, geography. Not with you, but okay. Journal. All right. Yeah, I got yeah. it. And if you looked it up, it'd be somewhere quite high on Google, and it's a, it's a, it's a very high quality journal, apparently. Well, what they were looking into, I actually talked with Martin about this the other day because I said I found this so, so hilarious. Right? They were looking. So these feminists were looking into. Um, they went to a dog park, yeah, and they were looking about looking at dogs' behaviour of unwanted humping of each other, yes, and how the humans <laughs> reacted to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh -huh. And what they ascertained from this was that they could confidently state that dog parks and nightclubs were rape condoning places. Oh my yeah? god! And men should be trained like dogs. And they put they made this paper up. Yeah. And actually, it got. Do you know uh, what? Yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> I I think I think that we have better things to do if we're a radical feminist at this point. Do we not? Do we not have something better to do? Like possibly go after the uh, the the radical, crazy transgender movement that's pushing you out the front door? Maybe. I, I just I, maybe they'll, they'll push themselves. Are they even even one of the people that was part of this group when this is just about one of the worst, silliest papers we've ever created? You know what I mean? It was. Just, that's insane. But yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, but hey, it's a, it's a very high quality journal. It says so on Google. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a high quality journal. Yeah, I'm sure. And and you you, you remember the clip we played of the guy saying we're killing ourselves with stupidity. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. No, it's just it, it was just it was just excellent. I just um, <laughs> I had to have a chuckle, and I have to have something to bring me back down to earth because there's so much twisted crap out there, and that that was just an extreme. And I just thought yes <laughs> but it was it was just increased i don't know we've got um oh did you hear about the french um the french energy workers that went on strike the french strike so often you have to be more specific because yeah, it seems like actually, they're on strike actually, every other actually, day so yeah, yeah well yeah you know like like everything like the government are giving it the french government are giving it oh we're going to raise the retirement age that i did yeah. see they were they were very very angry yes yeah, so you had all these energy workers go out on strike, and they're using a wonderful ploy to get the people on their side. They gave free energy to schools, universities, and low-income low income households. They decided to give them free energy. <laughs> they took control and just went, yeah, okay, have some of this. Okay, all right. No bills today. Yeah, no bills all right, today. all right. You know, I, I, the French get very creative on some, on some things. Do you remember the gilets jaunes, the yellow vest? Do you remember when those, that started? Yeah. So they, we, yeah, we've seen them kind of make like a, a resurgence during the uh, the COVID lockdowns, and yeah. they. I, I, I want to say that I didn't actually see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I, were down in. Um, yeah, yeah. They were down. I want to say it wasn't in Paris. This was in. I want to say it was in like Nice or Lyon or or Orleans or one of these places or, or Troyes or something. Okay. But they uh, they got together one morning and they mixed up a whole bunch of they drove like work trucks and everything down there. they mixed up a whole mm -hmm. bunch of mortar you know a whole batch of mortar <laughs> and another one brought in a flatbed of, of bricks and they literally Good bricked wall. up the doors to the parliament Good. so the government couldn't get in oh excellent yeah <laughs> is that great oh, wow i wish i'd seen that yeah. well no they can be i must admit though the french did say these energy workers did use something british they called it robin de bois after Robin Hood. Robin Hood, yeah. Yeah, and I went, awesome. So they used a Brit thing to call it whatever they were doing. That's what struck me. I was giving it, what's this Robin Hood thing going on? I'll trace it, and it was the energy workers. Yeah, and so they snubbed the government by giving out free energy, which is quite nice. But they've been a long time. The French used to move quite red radically, and they were very radical, and they used to come out in large numbers, didn't they? And it's been quite yeah. too, too long. Yeah. Um, oh, the Australians are um, thinking about mining the seas. I did not see as in, that. As in putting up mines. Oh. To keep the Chinese to out. keep the Chinese out. <laughs> what are you guys waiting on? You should have done that, I think, what, 10 years ago? Uh, yeah, it's just, 
the as soon as they announced that deal as soon as they announced that deal with the solomon islands as soon as the chinese communist party said yeah we got a deal with the uh the solomon islands with the government there but it's not militarily you should have mined the waters that day yeah yes i know but then um i i tell you what there's things i really don't oh what did i look at the other day uk uk oh this country is starting to really wind me up my own country just starting to wind you up yeah but you are it's it's like i mean obviously i was in the services i was going around the world i was doing this doing that for my country and things like that and then you find out well how can they do this and then you look into it and then you realize that you keep going back to the same decade of the 70s a lot for when they really started to change laws and things and it's like i was talking about the climate change um getting pushed from the 60s then really starting to get moved on the 70s yeah and it starts to go from there and then we because we had those fuel shorts shortages in the 70s wasn't it so we know that it was all a matter of trying to get control of the energy sector and then you find out the emergency act don't you just love that word the emergency act of 76 um they they created a, a change called um the national emergency plan for fuel and one of the tools available in this act is what they call the downstream oil industry protocol and this allows the oil industry to be exempt from the consumer act um part of the consumer act which is uh, ca98 it basically so they say is to optimize the supply on the face of disruption and allows information sharing joint planning and coordination between the companies and it is still there so basically Whereas the Consumer Act in this country was created to um, keep competition there so the consumers don't get ripped off, so the prices get uh, kept down. This act um, is, whether it's a standalone document, I don't know, because I can't find it publicly available, whether it's a standalone or still part. It's still part of that original act, but um, it's, it's still open. It hasn't been debunked. So they can legally share all the information and screw us to the ground which i think they quite readily done in the last few years so that is another liability walk out step out you know sidestep whatever you want to call it and that's in this country and it annoys me i usually find something in yours but <laughs> there's more, plenty more to annoy mine. you in mine i assure you <laughs> but yeah but no i don't know i don't know happy days happy days happy days yeah, yeah, but one up for the French. Well done, boys. Um, well done for the feminists for coming up with that uh, comical paper. I'm quite happy with that one. Do something better next time, <laughs> will you? For God's sake. Really. All right. But, uh, yeah, I know. Word time. Go. Yeah, word time. <laughs> so it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, you, you've got a busy rest of the uh, the weekend ahead. You're uh, you're going to be watching oh, rugby well, with, uh, well, with Marty, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah I'm gonna, Marty's, Marty's coming up with uh, Six Nations Run, people. Make sure you watch it. Rugby's always good. Except for the Americans. Um, they don't know what rugby is. Oh, never mind. One day they will. <laughs> yeah. Once you come back over, right? Once once you retake oh, when they the take the pajamas then... off. When they take the pajamas off, then ten hats off. You know. Uh-huh. You don't see any rugby player all of a sudden giving it, oh, that was a hard hit. I'm gonna fall over and die. I we've seen a couple of uh, uh of rugby players uh succumb to cardiac. <laughs> they issues. are gonna hit a the couple. floor. If they a play couple. if they play, if they played the vaccination game, I'm gonna feel yeah. really sorry for them. I in fact there was a rugby it, player it, in um uh, there was an 18 year old star that was that was coming up. He was about to be signed to first league in in Leicester, and he, yes, he dropped Leicester. dead. They used to, yeah. good rugby comes out from yeah. Leicester. He dropped dead. 18 year really old dropped dead from a heart oh, attack. Shit. Yeah, tell you what, um, the health this thing is well, it, it's it's too late. I said before this winter they were going to make excuses. They're going to say people are going to die due to winter and that, and I. In some in some respects, it was quite spiteful of me to say you're already dead. But in all honesty, um, it was an honest answer. It was an honest answer, and that's all I could say at the time because it is a horrible thing that's been done to you, and you should be angrier than everybody, and you shouldn't be angry at those that are unvaccinated. You should be angry at the bloody people who actually lied to you. End of dick. Because if they lied to you and you've got kids, mm, I don't know. I'm not asking. I'm not asking for a uh, a physical war or anything like that. I haven't got a clue how this is going to pan out, and it's the darkness isn't going away unless this blame game gets finished and people stand up. 
we're going to have to take some hits for this. You've already taken one. And if it's cut your life down to that, and I feel, I do, I do pity people like that lady that, that came up on the telly there and sat there and said that she was told she had pericarditis, which then become myocarditis, and it was all because of a cold and whatever. Lady, I'll tell you what you should do. You should find out how much money you've got and live the next 10 years as best as you can, because I don't think you're going to get much more than that. And I don't think they had the backbone to tell you that, what myocarditis really is. And then you should think on it and actually look into whether they told you the truth or not. You already know the answer to that question. They did well, not. Until, until she knows or until she's really ready to accept. And that like education or subjects are useless to anybody until understanding comes along. Somebody might not be able to understand numbers or words like the person next to them until they actually understand it. And that's it. This is the subject of your life. And you've got to actually understand that um, you're a number as what's that wonderful program british program the prisoner did you ever see it don't know it don't know it no nope. secret service man put away and he used to shout up i'm not a number no yes don't know yeah that very very um patrick mcgowan there you go the prisoner very old thing really interesting indeed i am not a number <laughs> that's my we'll final word that's your final word <laughs> we'll see you next week yes yeah i'll be here fantastic all right we're gonna go ahead and call this one done i want to thank you both for being here today thank you to all the listeners god bless everyone and have a great evening